We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What could we be breaking down? Oh, I don't know. The NBA trade deadline, the latest move, bluff, I don't know what you want to call it, on the uh, potential future stadium for the Cleveland Browns. Welcome to the show. We got Mac Robinson here on the board. We've got Keith Britton with us, Meredith Kane with us. And I mean, today is officially bat bleep insane. There's really no other way to put it. One, the NBA trade deadline's coming up in about uh, 56 minutes here. It should be noted the Cavs have not made a trade yet, uh, but the rest of the NBA has made at least one move. Yeah, and it's still boring. Yeah. No, there's the pr- never blockbusters on NBA trade deadline day, rarely. No, it's so. It's boring if you don't care about Patrick Beverly. All, all the big trades happen Bogdan in the offseason. Well, yeah, okay. Now, I I think for casuals, I do think it's boring. It's not like it's the NFL and not like Major League Baseball. You, you're not getting like who, who was like who was the last like premier player traded at the NFL trade deadline? Like they're good players traded. Yeah, but there's not like it's not like a starting quarterback get traded. Like who oh, no, the Josh Dobbs move? I but I agree with you. I actually think it's the opposite. I think it's overwhelming. I think the amount of, I think 25%, this, I'm pulling this number out of thin air, 25% of the NBA has been traded to this point. We have 56 it's minutes It's all role players. Yeah, okay, but I guarantee you there are people in Cleveland right now who would die for a role player. Royce O'Neal just this got team Delta is Phoenix. Fine. They don't need that. Oh, you and your team-friendly narratives. That's all you are. I, I did just disagree. Is there anything that they could do today that's going to make a difference in whether they win a playoff series? Well, not now, April? not with the guys right. that have moved on, but like if you had added Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, not only would that be fun to say Bogdan Bogdanovich, but or uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, any of the Bogdanoviches, really, uh, Bogdanovich, please. But like that would have been a, a really important move. Royce O'Neal, I think, would have been an important move. But like, would that have really moved the needle for you in yes. terms of really? Yes, because because of where those guys play. Yeah, yeah, but like but, Chris said yesterday, they've already got a, a problem with trying to get all these guys in the rotation as it is. Well, that's when you're fully healthy. That's guards and bigs. They still have a massive issue on the wing. And they keep throwing Struess out there, and they throw Sam out there, and they throw different players out there. Isaac, obviously, has been really great defensively. But, like, yes, you could. There are upgrades out there over what they current have, currently have. Do I think it's going to be the different? Like, listen, it's still about Donovan. It's still about Evan. It's still about the uh, Darius and Jarrett. It, it's still about them. And the upgrades you've made, three-point shooting. But, yeah, you can always get better in the NBA. I just think it's overwhelming. Like, I had Mac, because I didn't want to do it, quite frankly. Sorry, Mac. I had Mac run through the trades that had been done today, like, before, before like, the, the show meeting started an hour ago. It's already obsolete. And there are 
10 deals at least on this on this piece of paper. So I think it's overwhelming. Like you can only trade um so many versions of uh Evan Fournier before I black out a little bit. But we are going to hear from the Cavs GM, Kobe Altman. That's big news. We don't hear from Kobe a lot. So you're going to hear from Kobe in the 3 o'clock hour. We're going to carry his post-deadline um, press conference. Interesting. I, at this point, I don't expect the Cavs to make a move, given that Royce O'Neal, who they've been connected to, has, uh, has gone to Phoenix, given that uh, Bogdanovich, I don't think they have the assets to get, but Bogdanovich has been traded. And just because the Cavs don't make a move doesn't mean there isn't analysis to be had given what New York has done leading up to the deadline and now at the deadline. But the other big news, it hit today, and Daryl Ryder has been all over this. Check out his story for every single detail on 923thefan.com. He'll actually be joining us tomorrow as my co-host, as he's doing on Fridays through the rest of this month. And we're going to talk about, obviously, the story. But the big news is the Browns are finalizing a purchase for 176 acres in Brook Park. And the Browns have since uh, released a, a, a press statement saying that they uh, they do reaffirm their commitment to building and a, a new stadium or, or you know stadium improvements in Northeast Ohio. They hinted and pointed to the complications of building a new stadium. They uh, lauded uh, the collaborative approach with the the mayor and the city of Cleveland, and also kind of wrapped it all up by saying there's still plenty of work and due diligence to be done before a decision will be made. And I'm just, I am, all right, so there are two ways to think of this. Nick Wilson personally doesn't care where the stadium is. Uh, I think this spot in Brook Park makes a heck of a lot of sense because it's no longer about building a stadium in the NFL. It's about building a monopoly. It's basically just throw a monopoly board over in Brook Park and that's what it's going to look like. Oh, here's where the railroad is. Here's where, uh, here's how you're going to get there. And here's a parking lot for people to tailgate. And here's hotels and here's uh, restaurants and here's Park Avenue. And here's all these different things. And oh, by the way, here's a big ass stadium right in the middle of it with everything leading up to it. So I like, it doesn't take one glance at what uh, Jerry, uh, I'm calling him Jerry Judy, Jerry Jones has done in Dallas to understand why NFL owners have lusted after that kind of campus. Um, the, the opinions on whether SoFi was worth it or not are one thing, but like look at what they've done in uh, Los Angeles with the Rams Stadium. And again, those are big market spots. I'm not expecting that exact same thing, but like it's no longer can you buy a stadium? So, or can you just build a stadium? And who finances it? It becomes more than that because you got these huge developments that are more than just a a football stadium, dome stadium, retractable roof stadium. But I'm curious how much you care about where they build the stadium. I don't care because, guys, I don't live downtown. So, quite frankly, I'm driving to a Browns game no matter where I go. If I want to go to a Browns game and I live in Manaway, I'm driving 40 minutes to go ahead and come downtown. So, uh, what's 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 different for me, if this is the Brook Park location, if that ends up coming to fruition, the difference for me is going to be I'm just going to continue going straight instead of going up 77 and coming downtown. So it's still a 40-minute drive. Honestly, Nick Wilson just likes new, nice things. But I do think, like, that's my personal opinion of where the stadium is located isn't going to change my patronage or my supporting the Cleveland Browns. And I do think this is a significant blow for the city of Cleveland. Not only 
you know, we we had Meredith play the sound of Justin Bibb uh, two weeks ago, um, which which Daryl bird dogged the mayor to get in the first place because um, I I don't really I don't really think it really matters all that much. I'm okay. I think it matters to the city of Cleveland, but I I do think on one hand the city of Cleveland has fiscal issues and stadiums are super super expensive. And the things that you have to do to get them look bad politically to a certain segment of the voting public. So there's already that complication. I think Justin Bibb is really interested in talking about taking a gummy with Scene Magazine. I think that's what he's interested in. I think he's I think he's into things that make him look like the cool, hip, progressive po- politician and not necessarily doing the thing that is probably going to alienate his base just a little bit, which is by finding a way to keep the Cleveland Browns in downtown. And I think the reason why it's a loss for Cleveland is not just any sort of fiscal impact, which can be debated upon by economists, and I hate all those people. I don't hate all those people. They just bore me. I don't like to be bored, all right? Not at this stage in my life. I, I could feign and I could feign like I cared 10 years ago. Now just get me the nice thing and get me wherever it needs to be. But I digress. So... I don't. I'd have never really got the sense that the city of Cleveland, under the leadership of Justin Bibb, is all that serious about keeping the Browns in Cleveland. And the reason why it matters is because I do think these things give economic impact, and I think it does matter for um, parking lots on West Third and for the Muni lot. And I think it does matter to the restaurants that that we work with and that have supported this station and have supported the Cleveland Browns all along the way down there. So, like, just overall, because I know those people, because I care about their businesses, yeah, I don't like that either. But the most the most important thing is, maybe I'm maybe I'm cynical. I just don't ever think that the lakefront is going to be de- dealt with by Cleveland. And I think if you take that stadium out, or if you take the Browns out of that section of Cleveland, I think it is going to be a big stinky turd down there. Meaning specifically, like, I like there every five years we have some new uh, lakefront economic rede- redevelopment thing, and it never comes to fruition. So if, if you're having problems getting a stadium built there, I kind of am suspect that you're going to build something cool down there anyways. And so that kind of just depresses me. So, like, I think it's a huge loss for the, the city of Cleveland. For the Browns, I guys, the people are going to travel for the Browns. All right? It used to be a real pain in the butt if you were a Cavs fan to get out to Richfield, even though I loved where that stadium was. And I lo- that's like my home turf. Like Peninsula, that's my jam. All right? I, I got a lot of love for that part of Summit County and Richfield and Hinkley. That whole area is just super awesome to me. I just love it. I love the parks down there. I don't know why I'm going on about that. I just really love that area of Ohio, but I digress. But the point is like the Cavs, tough draw, tough draw to the middle of Northeast Ohio to get Cavs fans to come out of the city, to come down and get them uh, redirected from going downtown. Uh, The Guardians, I think would have been a tough sell trying to get if you wanted to put it in uh brook park i think that would have been a tough sell because you're already kind of struggling to get people downtown and keep them downtown for 162 events the browns guys i think the browns are gonna be just fine the the browns have never been what i worried about this i don't think i think when it whatever the new muni lot is whatever the new any of this is i think they're gonna be just fine but what happens where the browns should the browns vacate that i think is the bigger concern and I'm sure Cleveland's thought about it. I'm sure the city of Cleveland's thought about it. But I think I get a huge loss for downtown. And that's what I hate. I hate that for the Browns to continue to prosper, for Browns fans to prosper, for 
uh, the surrounding areas in Brook Park to prosper. I hate that it comes at the expense of the downtown uh, scene and from, of course, the city of Cleveland. 216-474-0092. So I personally just want a nice new stadium. I hate what it means for the city of Cleveland. I'm pretty cynical of what it's going to mean for the lakefront. But does it matter to you if the new Brown Stadium, this hypothetically, this hypothetical new stadium that will become a reality at some point in bold details in the next year, two years, whatever, does it matter that it won't be downtown if this uh, stretch of land in Brook Park, 176 acres, becomes the new landing spot for the uh, for this new stadium? I'm gonna keep saying new stadium about 17 times. Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. At Nick Wilson says. Uh, of course, social media reaction on X brought to you all by our friends at Shive and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, we've got that to react to, the NBA trade deadline. If the Cavs make a move, you're going to hear about it here first. Uh, even if they don't make a move, you're going to hear about that here first as well. Kobe Altman coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll get his reaction to the deadline and the Cavs standing pat or not standing pat. We've also got the Pulse at 420 with Keith. we got Albert Breer coming up at 520 of the MMQB. Danny Cunningham joins us to co-host in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, also, if you want to throw in whether you want the Cavs to make a move or not or whether you agree with Keith's insane take on how boring this deadline is, 216-474-0092, how much does it matter to you if the new Brown Stadium isn't located in downtown on the lakefront? Get ready for those parking – I'm sorry, get ready for those speeding tickets. Yeah, I'm just telling you, Brook Park, cops, I'm j- I respect you. You do a great job. My bank account does not respect you. When I lived in Lodi and I had to drive downtown – Oh, they popped me. And it wasn't just, there was one, one time I totally deserved it. The other time, it was like four miles an hour over. I was mad. I was steaming mad. What can you do? Like Jim Carrey from uh, Liar Liar, which I can't say on air because it's very suggestive. Uh, you guys can win a four-pack of tickets to Monster Jam 2024 at Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. February 16th through the 18th, enter the word POWER. By the end of our show at 923thefan.com to get registered to win, we do have Kobe Altman's press conference on NBA trade deadline day coming up here. Uh, the the big kind of cliff notes, um, New York has acquired um, Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from Detroit for Quentin Grimes and some second-round picks. And Dallas has acquired uh, P.J. Walker from Charlotte. Uh, Phoenix has gotten Royce O'Neal, somebody that the Cavs were reportedly targeting. Uh, Toronto made a bunch of very confusing moves. Uh, OKC traded for Gordon Hayward. Philadelphia got Buddy Heald. I think that move only really matters if uh, Joel Embiid comes back this year, but that's the latest on the NBA trade deadline. We'll see if the Cavaliers can, uh, can... can make anything happen here or whether they feel the need to make anything happen. But as we talk about making things happen... So I, I just to reiterate what we started the show with, we're into some calls here. I think I think this the the lakefront specifically needs the Browns more than the Browns need the lakefront. And I can't say like I really can't say like oh I'm happy. I mean no, it it, it sucks for downtown, uh, for all those businesses along the way, for the lakefront, which I I cannot imagine is going to get better without the Browns down there. But, like, if this is evolution, if this is logical progression for the Browns, okay, we're not getting what we need from the city. We don't feel that, so we're going to look elsewhere. Um, the number one thing I just don't want them to do is is rebuild or retool the current stadium. I just 
that just continues to when it when it happened a decade ago, I understood it. It 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 that stadium needs more work than is worth it. And more importantly, it's just it's an in-between. I don't like half measures. It felt like a half measure, but I understood why a decade ago. Now it feels like a moment to you know what or get off the pot. And I think it's really important that the Browns get a new stadium. I have opinions on what that stadium should look like, as I'm sure all of you do. But if that means you got to go to Brook Park, well, I think that opens up opportunities for new restaurants, new businesses, new hotels. I think that opens up, and, and how you design it obviously opens up maybe for more logical spots for tailgaters. Um, even though I don't know how, like, financially that would change, you know, if it's all owned by the Haslam's or however this is going to happen. But, like, I think this could lead to a lot of really good things for the Cleveland Browns and their fans. And at this point, like, I would like the Browns to have their mecca. I would like the Browns to have something you can point to and say, that's a building that is deserving of the Cleveland Browns fans because you've not been able to say that for 25 years. It's always been something that was built as cheap as could be built for on the existing site, and there's nothing remarkable about that building. I hate that because, hey, man, it's where the team plays. But, you know, everybody puts it on a Super Bowl. We'll ask Albert Breer that coming up at 520. Yeah, Super Bowl will be nice. You know, it would also be nice. Uh, More Final Fours, more uh, chance for WrestleMania, more chance for big premier events. And I just don't see that happening on the lakefront. So... Yep, Brook Park. Yep, that's that can be a drive for some of us. Eh, Cleveland's already a drive for some of us as well. 216-474-0092. Does it matter to you if the Browns' new stadium isn't in the city of Cleveland? Charles. Welcome to the show, Charles. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, you guys do a good job. I listen to you guys every day on the ride to work. I appreciate you, um, buddy. Thank you very much. Nick, I agree with two things. Uh, it's going to hurt the uh, downtown Cleveland uh, businesses. And the other thing is I agree with you with the Brook Park cops. <laughs> um, <laughs> Respectfully, you know, of course. Fort- I'm not trying to get another yeah. parking t- or another driving ticket. <laughs> but I work at Ford Motor Company down on Brook Park Road, and, you know, I drive that road every day. And uh, I just hope that this will help uh, the city of Brook Park because they need the roads fixed. You know, that'll bring the businesses. Um, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing, but, uh, you know, change is uh, good sometimes. Excellent stuff, Charles. Appreciate the kind words, buddy. Have a good day. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think anywhere that had enough land for the Browns to go, I think inevitably it'll be a good thing. And and listen, residents might initially have a problem. You have to get used to different traffic. You're going to have to get used to – um, I, I, I can't, I think it was the morning show. I think I heard them say something about like, oh no, I think it was actually Jeff Phelps said, yeah, the only people that are really going to care that are trying to catch a flight on Sundays, uh, during, during football season. And all of a sudden your, uh, your, your time to get to the airport in and out is going to be just a little bit longer, but no, I mean, I, I think, you know, I can respect that. I think in this case, and we, you know, we've given some, some criticism to the Browns for football stuff. I think the Browns have tried to do the right thing this whole way. And I know it can get I, I know it can get incredibly cynical when we start talking about billionaires and their money and who should pay for what and it gets nasty and it gets political, all of which I don't really care about. I just I don't I don't care to cast aspersions, although I I might have um with the city of Cleveland's leadership on this earlier, but like overall, 
I think the Haslam's have tried to do what they felt was best, which was keep it downtown. And if this is, you know, if this is the beginning of that decision to look elsewhere in Northeast Ohio, I like I've heard people compare it to 94. They've heard them compare it to, oh, it's just like Gateway all over again. It really isn't. It really isn't because you have owners who are committed to keeping this thing in Northeast Ohio. And that makes me happy. Okay, so I mean, I get a new stadium. And it, it could end up having a retractable roof or a dome, which means it's going to open up to a lot of other situations you, you don't really have right now. It's going to mean probably better just hanging out for Browns fans on, on Sundays. And a lot of the issues right now are going to go away. Or they're going to change into some other sort. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like a new stadium. It's about damn time. And I don't think the Haslam's have been unreasonable with what they've asked for. So, can't do it. If this is the beginning of moving somewhere else, I think that Brook Park lot, anybody that's that's driven up through Brook Park, like I used to do literally every day to come to the station, it would, I mean, it, it, it will sizzle in that spot. Now, and I heard, I heard people get into like, well, but you know, you're so close to the the airport, you can only build so... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, I guys, I'm going to go cross-eyed if I start talking about that. I'm, I'm trying to reduce this to the, the most stark parts of the conversation we can so it doesn't become civics radio, at which point I will go cross-eyed and fall asleep. Mario, welcome to the show, Mario. What's up, Nick? Thanks, man. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be quick right now. I just want to say I think the traffic could be better in Brick Park because it's a, it's a mess. And going into downtown on Sundays, man, it's just, it, it, I mean, an hour to get from from the stadium just to get to the freeway is ridiculous. So, um, just that alone, I think it's better for Brown fans going to the stadium, and I think downtown will still be fine, man. People still going to come out and get their wings and beers and watch the Browns game on a Sunday if you're not going to the stadium. I think people just, like, want the same old thing. Like, no, let's change. Like, okay, take it to Brook Park. Like, that, we're cool with that. We need a new stadium. And like you said, like, I just feel like we just hate this aluminum trash can that's just been sitting there, like, and I'm tired of it. Like, 
I was in Atlanta and I seen that Ben Stadium. I was like, this is like a mothership. You know what I mean? Compared to Cleveland, when we got here, yeah, it's time for a change, man. So I'm cool with it. I think downtown will be just fine. It's, that's all I got to say. Mario, appreciate you. Uh, the one point you and I disagree with is I, I don't think Browns fans are going to come downtown to get wings to watch a game they can watch in their house. I, I just I don't think people do that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see a lot of people doing that. Actually, that actually is wrong. I see people doing it. I think they're just going to be going close to the stadium. Like I think you get close. Because the people that I know that come downtown to do any of that other stuff but don't go to the game – they still go tailgating. I think one of the craziest things, I think Kansas City has this as well. I think Buffalo has this. There, There's a huge segment of people that just come downtown to tailgate. I don't think they're going to still come downtown if the tailgating's happening in Brook Park. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before. It happens. Daryl, welcome to the show, buddy. How we doing, man? I, you know what? I hate even hearing this, to be honest with you. And you can call me a traditionalist or whatever you want to call me. But You're a traditionalist. The suburbs always win. The suburbs always win. Okay, now I'm from Cleveland, man. Born and raised, and I work in Cleveland, live in Cleveland. And it's an honor to be able to say my team resides in Cleveland. So, yeah, all of this money is going to get pushed to the Upper West Side. My city, Cleveland, where I live, downtown is going to suffer. And there's no way that that's not going to happen. So you're going to boost one side. Now we're going to be the Brook Park Browns. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's just like. Um, the Buffalo Bills, and they're in a different city. They're not. They don't play in Buffalo. They play at Orchard Park. You know what I mean? One thing we can say about the Browns is that we're from Cleveland. Our economy is going to get hit downtown. If you're taking away the Browns, we're not talking about taking away the Indians or taking away the Cavs. We're talking Guardians. about the heartbeat, the heartbeat of downtown. You're taking that away, and you're putting it somewhere in the suburbs where you're going to boost up their economy, and it's going to be bonkers over there. Say goodbye to the Muni lot. Nobody's going to come down there and party and then drive out to Brook Park for the game. No, I hate it, man. Call me a traditionalist or whatever, like I said. You're a traditionalist. Daryl, welcome. I appreciate the call, buddy. Um, I mean, I think it's uh, there's a little bit of – so I, I understand, and I, I do hate it for, for downtown. I do. I hate it for the lakefront, which already has its own kind of problems there. I would also say there is an elected official. That if you go on the City of Cleveland website, you can get like an email or something. If you really hate it – you could send something along to like a local. I'm just trying to think of like a level of official, like you know maybe a council person. I think they have mayors. These kind of things. If you really hate it, um, it is a. This isn't the same thing as like um, if if the the uh, what is it the Packers moved out of Green Bay. You still have the the Cavs. You still have the Guardians. So I'm not I'm not trying to say crocodile tears, but there there's a part of me when you say ah well. The, the, the Brook Park Browns. Well, how do you think people in Medina have felt having to come downtown the whole time? How do you think people in Peninsula or Akron? Like, it's one team. Now you have to do what 90% of Northeast Ohio also has to do. I hate it for Cleveland, too. But, like, when it comes to the actual ramifications for Browns fans, I think you're going to love a new stadium. I think, you're gonna love, I think you'll love the new Muni lot. That's actually – I do want to keep the municipal lot name. That's – I know. Just call it the Muni Lot. It's not going to be the Muni Lot. I don't care. Real quick, Lou, what you got, buddy? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Doing very well. What you got? Hey, uh, uh, there was actually, uh, I, I think you guys talked about it before earlier, but there was a, uh, it's a, a blog, North Neo Trans uh, blog, uh, Jim Pendergrass, 
wrote an article about this. Um, they were looking at land on Lakeside, uh, right by Channel 3 and the FBI building. The FBI wants to move out of there. Um, but they were looking at that, and that's all city-owned land, uh, and they're like basically one-story buildings. Um, so that that's where uh, I thought that they were looking at. Uh, I think that's where they should put it. Where the, where the, the stadium is at now, they definitely uh, should not need to remodel it. Uh, but where the stadium is at now is the most prime land, most expensive land in Cuyahoga County. Uh, so I think that they should uh, put it uh, down there and do kind of like what Minnesota did, have like ancillary stuff like, you know, uh, apartments, you know, restaurants, things like that. It, um, it, it more, people would be more willing to live in downtown Cleveland than, say, Brook Park, Ohio. Um, you, you know, you don't have the facilities that you have in downtown Cleveland restaurants and ancillary stuff like that. So, but um, uh, I always thought uh, that they were going to, that's where they were going to do it. If they were going to build a brand new stadium, but another piece they were looking at was the old post office on orange Avenue. That's like 70 acres of land that's owned by Conrail, the rail railroad company. Um, but they, they were saying that that the infrastructure was too, too far outside of, downtown cleveland so lou very comprehensive breakdown we appreciate you buddy thank you so much um yeah i mean i think that tract of land on lakeside i i know it's an option and listen i do buy into the idea that it that it's not like a closed deal here like i i believe the browns when they say there's a lot more due diligence to come and so when it comes to other land in cleveland that you know there's been talk about is this leverage i think there's a chance that that could be it but I think the Brook Park thing makes too much sense. I just, I really do. Let's go. Uh, Pumpkinhead. Gus, what's up, buddy? Nick, what's up, my man? Hey, listen, um, I appreciate all Browns fans' opinions, this and that, but it's long overdue. I don't care where they put the stadium. It's got to have a roof on it, retractable dome. I don't care. It sucks sitting in the rain at 40 degrees. I know people love the snow games. Snow is a thing of the past here in December and January. We don't live in Buffalo. We need to bring more excitement, more events to the city. And I'll tell you what, as soon as they announce where this uh, this projected new stadium is, me and my family, friends, we're gonna uh, buy a restaurant. We're gonna we're gonna develop something. I promise, I will bring a, a giant tailgate to wherever we're going. You know, this is long overdue. Like I said, um, I know people, the traditionalists, like the outside football. I, you know, I love that too. I grew up with that. You know, times are changing. You know, we got to, you know, continue moving forward. We've got to get a roof. We've got to, you know, expand the, the, the entire experience. You know, season tickets go up every single year. You know, I want more for my money. I want more excitement. I want to I enjoy these games. So, you know, that's all I got to say. But rest assured, wherever they do, put a roof on it. Appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much there. Uh, that is uh, Pumpkinhead calling in. Uh, here's, here's all I'll say. Um, I think there are a lot of people in town who are anti-dome or retractable roof, and I think that's the kind of thing you say before you get that kind of venue. And I think I think a lot of people who are, ah, oh, but football's played outside will be converted about five seconds in to some of these ridiculous, beautiful stadiums they have. I, I know Indianapolis changed my mind when I went there for the first time a couple years back. We've got Kobe Altman's press conference coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. A uh, lot of trades, a lot of moving parts, 
Uh, Marcus Morris has been traded for the uh, second time in as many days. Uh, he's now going to, I think, San Antonio. So we got that going for us. Um, the latest reports are Deonta Murray is going to be staying in Atlanta. Uh, Miles Bridges also going to be staying in Charlotte. Those were two of the bigger dominoes. Kind of actually could be impactful gets, although neither were tied to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll see if the Cavs, with 12 minutes remaining, have anything to do or, or do make a move. But we've started the show talking about the uh, significant news here, the Browns finalizing a purchase for over 175 acres of land in Brook Park. And I, the, the Browns continue to say the right things. They've reaffirmed their commitment to Northeast Ohio. Uh, they've, they've talked about the complications of building in a, in a statement today about building a new stadium. They commended uh, the, the city and mayor. They've got, uh, and they've also said, like, they're, you know, they're, they're still due diligence, meaning nothing has been finalized. And the reality is that like, there's a deadline with the Browns lease and, if you're not going to renew that lease when you have to start, you know, building. And if you guys haven't been kind of, or if you've been in the dark in any of this, Daryl's uh, write-up for it on the website has a lot of interesting uh, nuggets and a lot of really interesting things that kind of go into this. And I, I to, to go back, one, I would just like to point out, like the Cleveland Browns, as I am also looking for uh, the next home I'm going to live in, Right, Ness and I are starting to look for that new home. I will also take any sort of offers for free or mostly free homes in local municipalities. I don't need 175 acres like the Browns might need. So you got a nice little five-acre land, a little four-bedroom action for 50% off. I'm just telling you to all the mayors out there, right? not you, Mayor Bibb, you missed your chance, all right? But uh, mayors in Peninsula, uh, Wadsworth, where I grew up, um, Manaway, just saying, live there now, love where I'm living. Aurora, all across Northeast Ohio. I too would like a publicly subsidized new home. Just, just throwing that out there. And mine won't cost $2 billion. Thank you very much. Low fives. That's what I'd like. And it will have a roof on it. Yeah, it will have a roof. Yeah. This one will not be retractable. And, and unless I start bringing home M80s again, like when I was 16 years old, that's neither here nor there. Never happened. Timbertop Apartments know nothing about that. It doesn't matter. We move on. Um, but as we're having this conversation, I think the model for this, and it's funny because this model is done downtown, I think the model for whatever I hope the next stadium for the Browns look like. And that that's more important. Functionality of the stadium is more important to me than where in Northeast Ohio it's located. Because I actually believe the Haslams when they say, and, and the Browns when they say we're, we're committed to Northeast Ohio. That's different than we're committed to the city of Cleveland or to downtown to the lakefront. It's it's their their messaging has changed kind of slightly and in the right direction because we got that deadline coming up and deadlines can spur action. But I think Indianapolis is the perfect model. I think how Indianapolis has a retractable roof stadium with um with just kind of the perfect vibe to it. I think it's a very beautiful stadium. And then I think it's connected to the Civic Center, and there's there's like three or four different kind of buildings that are connected to it so that should you host an event like the Scouting Combine in February, you never have to go outside if you don't want to. I think that's the kind of stuff. Plus, putting it next to the highway, I think makes an incredible amount of sense. I'm not necessarily as crazy about domes as I am retractable roof, but either of those is better than an open-air stadium. Sean, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Hey, Nick. 
Hey, buddy. What you got? Um, what I got is, yes, it definitely should have either a dome or retractable. I'm fine with it being in Brook Park. Everyone's saying, oh, the impact on downtown Cleveland businesses. There's eight games there a year. You know, if they move the stadium and they put some other something on the lakefront, which is, I mean, you can't build anything on a lake. Anywhere in northeast Ohio where there's water, people build stuff on lakes. And it's very expensive and beautiful prime real estate. They'd have things 365 days a year down there and more people there in general anyways. So, yeah, I'm all for the Brook Park thing. I hate parking. That's one of the reasons why I don't like to go to games at the stadium is because parking is such a pain. I want to get off of the exit, park at the stadium, get out of my car, do what I got to do. I don't want to have to search around for parking and stuff like that. So I think it's a great idea. I also think proximity to, to from the tailgate to the stadium, I think, is another thing I'd be very interested in seeing as well. Sean, appreciate you, buddy. We're, we So we got a, a short amount of time left in this segment. So we're going to try and give as many people as we can 30 seconds at a time to get your thoughts in here. Zach, real quick, you got 30 seconds. What say you, bud? Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, definitely agree. Uh, with a lot of what people are saying, it definitely will impact Brook Park in a positive way. Um, and as I actually called in thinking it would actually negatively impact the people living downtown, I actually forget that there's a rapid station right across the street from that Ford plant. So people coming from downtown could just hop on the train like we all do to go downtown to the game. So actually, it might work. Zach, okay. appreciate you, buddy. I will say I, I, I've i heard the idea of, man, could we get an extended rapids that – that pulls people out of Bainbridge and, you know, Solon and uh, South and Strongsville. I love that idea too. I don't know if that's, that would be part of it, but I love that idea too. I don't like, people have said Jimmy world. I don't like, it's too close to Jimmy eat world. I do like the house of Haslam. I did just watch the house of Usher though, a little different. So I, yeah, I don't like just cause it was Jerry world in Dallas. I don't Jimmy world. Yeah. I think we got to find a better way to kind of set that up there, but great stuff from we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.